Hello, hello. Welcome to the JR Show podcast. I am JR, spelled all weird, J-A-Y-A-R. Very excited about today's episode. He has written some of the biggest songs in faith-based music history. That's a big sentence, and he's a big guy. Ryan Stevenson is my guest for this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please put your little paws together uh, for Ryan Stevenson. <laughs> Just having baby three, thank you for taking... Moment. Hey, you know what? I haven't been, I haven't even been to bed yet, so it's just like <laughs> if anything, you should be thanking right us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me get out of the house. <laughs> right. Um, so th- you and I are in the three club. Um, so uh, let's just lead off with this. I have found that after baby one, we were afraid of every, or careful of everything, like just panic mode. And it's comical when you look back on it because once you have baby three, you're like, eh. yeah. I'm going to do my best. And, and then <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Baby one, we were walking on eggshells. Yeah. Baby two, we stopped on the way home for like Burger King. Uh, <laughs> baby three, we couldn't even wait to get out of the hospital. And we're just like, yeah. she's definitely getting the short end of the stick as far as parenting right. enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, kid. <laughs> this is all we had. Uh, um, that's great. Well, I find three was just a great number for us because it, it's not four. Like four, I believe you're getting into those um, passenger vans and like mm. that's just God, God bless the quivers and the or arrows in the quiver, but whatever, whatever the line is. But three is like there's enough differences in the three where you like this one's an already artsy one. This one's a sports one. This It's just a great mix. It really is. It's, yeah. We're finding that already. And the cool thing is we are... You know, we just had her name's Birdie. She's two weeks old. Um, she's so sweet. She's so peaceful. But we have two boys, and they're seven and nine. Okay. So she has two older brothers, seven years old, nine years older than yeah. her. So they're, it's not like we have three little ones. Right. We have two built in helpers who are like kind of already doing their own thing. Yeah. And it's pretty easy. Yeah. And <laughs> we got some extra hands around the right. house, if you know what I mean. Is this your first Tennessee baby? Yep. The others are Northwest. Yep. All okay. the others are born out in the PNW. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's funny. I have a, I have all three time zones represented. Oh boy. Um, and we thought about going for a fourth, but I didn't think moving to Denver to get the mountain time no. zone was worth having a child for. But it'd be a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> but. I, would, I would, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do that. No. Uh, we have a new album to talk about, brand new Ryan Stevenson album called Wildest Dreams has just come out. Actually, Amadeo, which has been one of the top songs of 2020 in our format, um, is is the first little sampling we're able to give people. Let's actually go into uh, right into it. Um, can you, I th- I'm sure you're going to get this a lot, but, you know, going with a different language for a title of a song has you describing. Where were you? Yeah, so can you just walk me up, Amadeo? Yeah. You know, there really wasn't a whole lot of... Uh, metaphorical thought or trying to slip anything past anybody. I took Latin in the seventh grade. Yeah. Um, and so I always kind of remembered a lot of these Latin phrases of spiritual and faith, faith-based things like Deo, Deus, Ama, Amar. Like, and so when we were working on this song in particular, the, all we had was a melody that went, da-da-da, dun-dun-da-da, 
And then my producer had like a line that said, on my way, on my way home. Yeah. I'm like, on my way home. And then I just kept singing it over and over and over again and thinking, okay, what's... Then I landed on... And I was like, oh, Deo, God. Amadeo. I love you, God. Like, that's what this is. So it wasn't really the theme of the song. It was just a... Uh, a continuous, not chant, but just a continuous prayer and a proclamation over a song that talks about uncertainty and the, and the struggles and the trials and the catastrophic things that we might face in life as a, as a human being. I wanted to take this Latin phrase that says, I love you, God, no matter what. And I wanted to just layer that over the whole song. So it was just this reoccurring prayer. Mm. And it came out... Yeah. Amadeo. Right. I constantly, we might do a mashup down the road. Uh, 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 Amadeo. Pause. Kyrie lazing down the road. <laughs> oh, man. I've, trust me, uh, already I've gotten it all. So, okay. <laughs> Good and bad. Yeah, so, right. somebody uh, asked me about the Armadillo song the right. other day. So. Uh, uh, that's going to be for uh, your, at your Texas shows. Armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> Armadillo. Is there another sampling you can play a little bit later? Another, maybe a, favorite cut off the album man there's a there's a really fun song on there uh well there's i mean i guess if i could if i could point you to any song that i feel like speaks really heavily to all of us at any phase of life uh especially those phases where we're really struggling and maybe kind of secretly ashamed about things in our life it would be a song called through it all um just yeah go listen to that one um if you could just finish this sentence for me, Ryan, coming out of lockdown, obviously COVID still around, mm. what was the thing you learned in the heat of the pandemic and, and lockdown that will stay with you forever? And it can be deep or it could be surfacey. It's a great question. And I, I mean, I learned several things, but I, I mean, I've, I've been asked this a few times. I think the one thing that I've really come away with is that I've really begun to just be reminded of what's important Mm. which is family and community that I don't need to be out spinning my wheels and going 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 and exhausting myself to try to obtain or maintain success or to try to keep you know competing or out jump somebody else or, or move up another tier or another level in my career it's just this has been honestly a really beautiful sweet time that I didn't know how badly I needed it. I've been touring for nine years straight, you know, solid full-time hundred plus shows a year. And, and I've never taken a break in nine years, almost a decade. And so after almost a decade of just going this, this moment of time being forced, forced to, Mm -hmm. to be quiet and just sit back, I didn't know how bad I needed it. And so I think I've really learned that, um, I don't have to be doing all those other things and that it's actually really healthy to just slow down. Yeah. Let's go into, um, as a songwriter, Ryan, because I know we, uh, this is kind of insider talk, but some of the artists, somebody would hear on the station, they're vocalists, they're musicians. You are one of the, like a Matthew West where your hand is almost like your songwriting has been mm-hmm. your baby for so long. Um, but 
as a songwriter, what is the song that you hear? It doesn't have to be faith-based, but it moves that songwriter part of you like that you wish you wrote. Um, it can, you can go worship, you can go with Journey, you can go with that is one of the greatest songs ever penned. <clears throat> Not so much about the music side of it, but just the brilliance of whoever wrote that Oof. moves you. Man, that is... Now span the test of all music. Right, like, <laughs> well, you know, I think if there's if there's one song that I've been... I've been listening to over and over because I just love, like it really moves me so deeply. Um, and I love the way they wrote it. I think it's brilliant. Uh, and it makes me think. This song called Someone You Loved by a guy named Louis Capaldi. Hmm. I don't know if anybody knows that song. The girls are shaking their head back there. That song is just, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, like I... I when people, when people, when you can write a song as a songwriter, that if you can just sit down, I always know something, something's good and worthwhile and worth chasing. If I can just sit and play it with a guitar and sing it, and it moves me and it moves other people with just that. Yeah. Strip away all the polish, strip away all the effects and all the instrumentation. If it's just, if there's this heart that comes out in the song that moves you, I think those are. Those are when the special songs really happen. Yeah. And I love that song. You should. Yeah. You, you, got, you got the ladies in the room going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and is there, um, and if there's not one that pops into your head, um, just from a faith-based standpoint, who's a writer on the faith-based side that, that you've been, obviously our sample rate for faith-based artists is lower than the rest of the world. But Man, we have some great writers here. In yeah. you know CCM, um, not to be not to be cliche, but I think one of the best writers uh, in our genre is Toby. Yeah, Toby, and I've written a ton with him. I've written a ton with a lot of people, but like when I get back into a room with Toby and I see how he, yeah. because he comes from the hip hop world and he's so good with lyrics, yeah. um, he really has a way of framing things that are just not. He's really poetic in a way, and he has a way of saying things that are that have like this kind of sweet poetry thing to him that are still accessible, but not like right down that mainstream straw that feels like everything is floating down. And so, yeah, let's go into Eye of the Storm. I mentioned this early earlier when we were chatting that in the history of the faith-based format, I uh, this is not to stroke your ego, but I think Eye of the Storm will go down as in the same top 10 as I can only imagine those songs that are generational songs. And, uh, but the question would be, do you ever, when you have a hit that huge and everybody knows you as that hit playing it live, will you ever be like, here we go. Like, does it ever get tough to that this? Is like <laughs> you know, honestly, it, it doesn't. And the reason is like, look, it took me 13 years to get signed to a record deal. Yeah. I didn't get signed to a record deal till I was 31 years old. So I lived a lot of life before all of this. Mm. Um, and, you know, worked as a paramedic for eight, nine years, like helped people, you know, who were torn apart in car wrecks and, mm. and pulled bodies off the freeways. And like, I, I could go into what life was like before music and then music, before music and after music, like this, because of my past and because of my history and because of my journey, um, I just don't get 
tired. I'm so thankful. Like I know where I should be. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve any of this. I know what my life would probably look like without the Lord not intervening in my life. Um, and I think that it's just, for me, something happened years ago where my perspective, it really happened when I was a paramedic. Mm-hmm. My perspective just changed. And I really saw like, wow, we are fragile. We are not guaranteed anything. Mm-hmm. And just to be thankful moment by moment for every single opportunity and every single blessing. Um, and for me, you know, at 40 years old or whatever, to be able to be playing music for a living and um, and to have to get up on, on stage and sing songs like Eye of the Storm and, and the Gospel and, you know, speak life or whatever, like it it's such a tremendous blessing and I really want to steward it well and not ever get tired of it because those songs gave me a new life mm. and a new, just a new spirit. Let's take anything musical off the table, Ryan, but um, I was talking to another fellow artist um, the other day that was saying the pandemic has been hard, not on him because he wrote all the songs for his band. So he's, you know, every time somebody listens to a song on Spotify, he's getting paid and can pay his mortgage, Mm -hmm. but his band, they have nothing, they have nothing. And he's like, I have this massive guilt. I don't, they've, um, and so bouncing off that into kind of a silly question, if you were to take anything musical off the table and do a YouTube channel as your new way of life, based on any skills you have, what's your best shot of getting paid to do a YouTube channel based on a skill set you have, whether it's a how to or tutorial. You either be house cleaning yeah, or I'm a really good house cleaner. Okay. Like I could have a house cleaning business and it would be spick and span. Um, or I would show people how to make, um, food. I would show people how to make, I love, I love cooking. I love like, there's like a few things that I have in my arsenal that, yeah. are pretty top notch. So I'd probably do a YouTube channel of how to make like boutique gourmet different kinds of tacos. Okay. I'm a taco connoisseur. Yeah. So uh I could show I could show you how to make a nice taco. Okay. Good. Or or clean toilets. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny how this too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you just watch one and then watch the other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm binging this guy. He's uh you know. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Tacos, <laughs> toilets. Um, we end the interviews with this little thing called Tickle in the Ivories. Uh, we brought this pa- uh, piano into the studio. And the whole bit is with the artists we have in the studio. Not A, l- a lot of them are mainly vocalists. Some are brilliant piano players. Some, like we had Zach Williams take on Tickle in the Ivories. And he tried to figure out Mary had a little lamb and he just couldn't do it. That was his 30 seconds. Um, so that's the bit is we give all the artists 30 seconds in front of the piano to do whatever they want. They can take it serious, take it playful. Matt Marr does Mozart. Zach Williams does Mary Had a Little Lamb. So we've had the whole gamut. And this is not about impressing us with any skill or not skill. It's hmm. just having fun with creative license to do whatever you want with the 30 seconds. Okay. Tickling the Ivories. All right, here we go. Tickling the Ivories with Ryan Stevenson who does not play piano, which we always love these ones better than the accomplished mm. piano player. So whenever you're ready, 30 seconds, right? Take it away. One, two, three, four. 
That's great. Tickling the ivory. Wrapping up with Ryan Stevenson. Um, again, the album came out um, right in the heat of the pandemic. Uh, called uh, Wildest Dreams, the song Amadeo we're playing is on that album. Congrats on Baby Three and congrats on a new album as well. And uh, always great to see you. Too, brother. Thank you. Never did I think I would put tacos and toilets in the same sentence, but there you go. Some good stuff there with one of my faves, Ryan Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard uh, on this episode, you can always give it a nice little review. We appreciate that. Um, as always, hitting subscribe will allow you to be alerted when a new episode comes out. You can follow us on Instagram as well. Again, hit that subscribe button. Big thank you to Ryan Stevenson for joining me, and thank you for listening to this episode of the JR Show podcast. Peace out, homies.